Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. My guest today is Leighton Boyce. She's an entrepreneur and owner of Synergy Home Care in Longmont, Colorado. Hello, Leighton, and welcome to Back to Basics. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm very excited because you, I have to say, are not the first owner of a Synergy Home Care that we have on the show, but each one, I think I've had maybe two prior owners and they each have had such a powerful journey. I mean, to do what you do and to own a place dedicated to home care, you have to be a special person. So I thank you for being here. And why don't we start by, if you could share a little bit of your early years, your childhood, and uh, what you enjoyed doing back then, and and what your dreams were as as a young person. Absolutely. So I grew up in Arkansas, which is much different than my current living situation in Longmont, Colorado, in the way that when you... When you go to a small town in Arkansas that I like the one I grew up in, it's very much there are small towns and then there are small towns like Bradford, Arkansas, which is 800 people. So everyone really knows everyone (laughs) and everyone is just is family. And so we all really took care of each other. So I, you know, goodness, I had no idea what home care was because it wasn't something that was necessary in my upbringing. You know, I had grandparents and that sort of thing. And we all just took care of each other's grandparents. Growing up, I wanted, I just wanted to do whatever was going to make me happy. And, you know, at some points in my childhood, you know, that meant I wanted to be a cartoonist or I wanted to be an actress. You know, you know, you go through all of these different stages and my, my parents never stifled me. They always said just, Follow where the happiness takes you. And if that includes college, fabulous. If it doesn't, fine. And so I was never swayed in any direction. And I'm very grateful for that because I wouldn't have ended up doing what I do now, which I feel extremely grateful for. That is great. That is great. And, uh, you know, the fact uh, be having two little ones at home, I always, every time I have a guest, it's a reminder when you say, my parents never push me one to have guests that say the opposite. My own dad, he was, he is the greatest dad, but he did, I wanted to study law and he didn't allow me to study law. He said, <laughs> no, 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 as a, as a lawyer, you know, I grew up in Venezuela. So he said, you have to study something you can use anywhere you go. And now as a, you know, as a, as, as an adult, they say, well, I understand now how business was that career and, and all that. But yeah, I sometimes envy when I hear, oh yeah, it went exactly for what I wanted to do. And, and so that's great. And um, so the, so basically you embark in your adulthood and was it clear to you back then what you wanted to study or what did you pursue? 
Absolutely not. It was not clear to me at all. And at the time, I really wasn't as appreciative of my father's ethos on happiness because I did feel directionless. (laughs) But I ended up studying political science and economics, which Mm. is so different from (laughs) the home care industry. I got my taste of that and decided, you know, I this is depressing. Uh (laughs) I don't, I I would really like to help people on a more, uh, I I guess, community focused Uh like basis. Interesting. What, what, if, if you don't mind my asking, what did you find depressing about the career? Like, I I think I understand what you're saying, but it's probably because it was more uh, numerical or methodical or that there was lacking that human connection or what part did you find depressing? I'm curious. In political science, in uh-huh. any in any industry that has to do with politics, you end up running into less savory people and you get the side of people that oftentimes you you don't you don't really mesh well with. I am a very happy and positive and honest person uh, with a very clear with a very clean and clear conscience and I couldn't necessarily say that for my peers. Mm-hmm. So I really felt out of place, you know, I, I'd never really had my own agenda. I always had everyone else's everyone else in mind when, you know, in my earlier years. And so that that career path just really wasn't for me. I uh-huh. I did it because I was interested in reading about it. And what I learned is just because you're interested in reading about something doesn't mean that it's a great lifetime career move for well, you. I love that. And I love one thing I would tell you, you are a diplomat because the way you deliver the, you know, what you didn't like about what you were doing <laughs> uh, showcase great diplomacy and uh, you know that your choice of words and everything where it shows someone that's very conscious and diplomatic indeed so and and I can totally see that in my own industry in telecom sometimes the, one of the biggest things that I don't enjoy is when you realize that you know, yeah, you are in it to make money. Every company needs to do well, but the, the personal agendas, that's something really when you don't have it in you and you want to do something that makes impact and do something for the greater good that definitely can become directly in conflict with your happiness. So that's great that you recognize it and that, that you took action because I guess at that point you said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then you went to, I guess, a transformative period, something where you connected more to what uh, makes you happy. Yes, I did. It was more, I, I felt very stagnant after I realized that, you know, the education that I had gotten wasn't what I wanted to use at all. I felt very stagnant and I went to a company that had a very strong, uh, just very strong core values. And at that time it was the Whole Foods, the grocery chain. And, you know, that was good for me at the time. And then, you know, at some point, you know, I, I just felt like, wow, I'm even, you know, when you're opening new stores and doing these exciting things, I was still simply a part of someone's everyday errand. 
a very minute role in people's lives. Mm -hmm. So as I, I mean, I really wanted, I've always wanted to be successful in whatever I do, regardless of if I'm, you know, bagging groceries perfectly or, you know, running a, a business with many employees. So I, I enjoyed it because I like interacting with people, but at some point I just had to say, wow, you know, I, I need to, I need to do something where I'm reaching people at a deeper level because um, this surface level atmosphere is not good enough for me. Mm, that's interesting. And I'm curious too, in, in all this process, you know, what were the people around you saying? Like, were they curious about, wow, you just left your career, you know, you were do, embarking in this and now you're doing this or was that was not natural and nobody... <laughs> You know, I don't think anyone was surprised. I um, I think that if you know me, then it's it it was it just really wasn't a surprise to anyone yeah, because I just like, yeah why she's doing, doing that right? You know, mm -hmm. they're just like, well, it's late and she does whatever she wants to do. You know, <laughs> okay, that's good. No, because I know that that a lot of people, you know, sometimes want that change, and it's just the people around them that don't, you know, either don't endorse it or they question. And so out of fear, we don't make the moves we want to move, we want to do just for fear of what people are going to think about us. So I think it's great that, that you did, you know, keep trying. I always call it like, you know, you go through the appetizers, too many appetizers until you realize what dish you really like, right. Or what mm -hmm. you want to order. And, and, and so that idea that you commit to only one thing forever, uh, I don't think is realistic. So I, I, I think it's exciting that you were, you know, and you, you are, you know, still young and, uh, you know, and I like, we don't know, we, we still have hopefully a, a good amount of years uh, to look forward to. So it's great that you find your calling you know, where it's not like people that they say, well, I was 60, 65 when I realized what I wanted to do, which there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it's great to, to have the realization that you were in touch with that part of yourself. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's so funny because in my journey, like uh, whenever I had my stint at, at Whole Foods, I met several other people who were doing the exact same thing. You know, they're like, well, I've been here for seven years now. And I was like, oh, goodness, I can't do that. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, and my dad, sure, he he didn't force me in any direction. But the rule was, you know, never quit a job until you have something lined out. That's just mm -hmm. responsibility at a very baseline. Um, <laughs> and I was very scared. But one day I just said, you know what, I really need to leave here. It's not good for me anymore. I'm not happy. And you know, I went to a job interview at Synergy, you know, two days later. And um, I was hired that day as a scheduler. And anyone in home care can tell you that it's, um, if you're not a people person, which luckily I am, it can be a very difficult position. Mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to match, you're trying to match all these different personalities all these caregivers with these with clients and skill levels and flexible schedules and all of these things. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
And I loved it. I was able to work in a small knit office and learn from one of the best business women I've ever met. And I've met a lot of business women. And she just truly inspired me to be better every day. And I mean, I knew three weeks in, you know, like this is, I didn't, before this, I didn't even know it was the industry that it is. And three weeks into it, I was like, wow, I found it. (laughs) It was like, my mind was just really expanded in a short amount of time. I love that. And if you don't mind also going into what do you think made that woman such impactful in your life? Because I think, you know, we hear about this, that person made such an impact. And then I want to go deeper, like what was it about her so that we can identify those traits and see if we can each, you know, embrace one of those traits and make it somebody else's uh, life equally, you know, light up. What do you think would be the best part of working with her? She had clear expectations from everyone around her. It was very clear to herself what she expected out of others. And I, I don't think that that's something that all of us realize that we should have in others. We just kind of take people at face value. But she had very clear expectations, which made it very easy for me to work for her and understand understand what level I needed to be at. And she was extremely patient. And although you called me diplomatic, she was very, very diplomatic. She could own any conversation in the best way. And it would just sneak up on you, you know? <laughs> that is nice. I, I love it. I, you know, every time you, I hear a comment like that, it's, a, it's just my curiosity antennas go like, you know, what made that person like that? And, and I think because we need more of, more of them in the world. And so if we can replicate some of those behaviors, that's great. So you fell in love. You fell in love with that job. And even I'm sure I, I probably some people were going to say, you know, the scheduler, uh, you know, is the toughest job. And normally I, I, that's what I was expecting. But you just lit up when you were talking about this, um, you know, I guess, entry level job when you mm-hmm. because I'm sure you work your your ranks up to becoming the owner. And yet you 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 highlight the importance of having done that job and, and realize the challenges. And that I think it's when we put ourselves in other people's shoes, I think it really it changes the way we look at things. Absolutely. It's, you know, each position has its own uh, challenges. You know, Lori, the the woman, the previous owner who I was recently speaking of, she she started the business from scratch, and so she knew what it was to schedule and to kind of wear a bunch of hats at once, because that's ultimately what you're doing as the scheduler. And she, you know, I know that there were times that I was just kind of freaking out for lack of better words, because mm-hmm. I couldn't find, uh, you know, I couldn't get a shift filled and she would take me on a walk, you know, because she knew I just needed to get away from the computer, you know, and just the very simple things like that, you know, the happy hour coffees at three o'clock on Fridays. It was um, all of the very little things that made the job extremely bearable and, in, but even more so enjoyable 
And so I've definitely tried to carry on her legacy as an owner and have shared responsibilities. Mm -hmm. No one is ever alone in their responsibilities in, in our office. And no one's ever alone in their responsibilities in the field. So I, I just feel like it's very important to feel like you're not alone in whatever you're doing. And uh, the door is always open to ask questions or just to talk. That is great. That is great. So eventually, how long was it in terms of time from these <laughs> times when you were scheduling to the time now you're running your own Synergy Home Care? It was roughly two and a half years, wow, it, it, that was which, <laughs> you know, it seems like it was so much longer, but now I've almost owned as long as I was, you know, working for the business and it, which it just seems so bizarre to me. But I mean, I was really just trying to soak up every little bit of information that I could. And because all of this was so new to me, I found it all very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a very accelerated journey for me because I went from scheduler to office manager and HR and hiring and all of these things to learning. And, you know, I would try to peek in on the previous owner, like, what are you doing? You know, how do you do that? This and that. And there was one day where she came up to myself and my uh, coworker and she said, would any of you ever even think about owning, you know, a synergy? And the other person's like, no way, too many responsibilities. And I was like, I could see that. I could definitely see that. And then, you know, about six months later, she takes me to dinner and um, asks me if I want to buy it. And um, it's, you know, and I, I tell people this and I was like, you know, I should have been scared or terrified, but I wasn't, my husband wasn't even with me at this dinner. And I said, yes, I want to <laughs> buy it. You know, <laughs> I just mapped out the next, you know, at least 15 years of my life. And they were like, well, you know, you should maybe think about it and talk to, to Kyle, your husband. And I was like, Kyle will support me. We've talked, we've, you know, talked hypotheticals and this is something that I want to do. So, yeah, I mean, it just really ended up being pretty spectacular, uh, all of this happening in two th- at the in the fall of 2019, and then coming up on the pandemic unknowingly. So <laughs> yes, that's definitely interesting timing. But uh, you know, one end, I think in this story, in your journey, so obvious to me that you know you when you know you know, and it's almost like falling in love. I guess when people say, "Well, but." If you've never been in love and, you know, the young people, how it's like, how do you know? And it's like that thing that you don't know, but you just meet someone and something happens and and it's spectacular, as you said. And I think in business and in, in our careers and what we are meant to be doing, when we're really, truly meant to be doing, when your soul is connected to your talents and with your capabilities, then there's that, you know, combination of things that it's undescribable. And I think I, I feel it from what you just said. It's like, yes, I knew I wanted to do it. I, it's great. It's a great story. And then, of course, now you're living it perfectly set for, and then the pandemic happened. And so <laughs> how was it to, in, in, in that, you know, home care business throughout the pandemic? I was very scared, you know, and I, but 
if you know me, you know that, you know, usually when I'm scared, I just kind of smile through it. I'm like, everything's going to be fine, you know, and whenever you're, you're, I'm, you know, I'm now the boss, I really have to, you know, keep a lid on things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we ended up doubling the company's revenue in the first year uh, during the pandemic because I just, there were so many needs unmet during that time. And I think that I just really had this and myself and my husband and office manager, Sarah, we just all had this very gung-ho attitude about getting through it and getting through it successfully and making sure, you know, and there's there's success in, you know, you know, doubling revenue, but then there's success in having happy clients, but I mean, very happy employees. You really, and boosting morale during that time was challenging and it was something we were always trying to work on. And at some point you just had to realize, you know, like this is just kind of a sad time for everyone and that's okay, but we can at least make this the most hospitable environment possible to work in. Um, I think we've probably all had those bosses or maybe that professor or that someone in your life who somehow has all of this control over over your over your life and you know how you're feeling day to day. And so I, I carry that with me knowing that I have an influence on the way people are feeling day to day. So um, I think just carrying that with me is very, it's a reflection on how happy our caregivers are. That's great. That's incredible story to, to, to put that off throughout the pandemic. And I think what you're saying is like, you know, understanding what people need and how you can be of help. And I think that's a part that sometimes we forget. And so, you know, owning a Synergy Home Care, and I know this is something I'm sure that you come across very often where, you know, the families that love their, you know, the elderly and they want to be there for them, but modern life has it that, you know, sometimes it's hard. Everybody, families more and more live in different cities, different places. And even if you don't, wouldn't want your loved one to be in one of those places, Eventually, you know, they are good places and, and places where the elderly or people that need that, that care, you know, or that care at home. And you want to, you sometimes as a family member, you feel like, oh, I'm not doing everything I could do. So I'm sure you see a lot of that struggles with families. Any word of advice, anything from experience that, that you want to share? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's just so important that you don't get the guilt that you were just talking about where, you know, I'm not giving everything that I could. There are people who can help. Um, There are people like us who, you know, that's our job is to help. And it's very important that you draw the line between being a loved one, being a daughter or a wife or a husband and being a caregiver. Um, There really has to be that that line drawn so that you can, that you can, you need to be able to continue being that person that your, that your husband or wife or, you know, grandmother loved from the very beginning because they need you just as much as they need a caregiver. I understand. And, and you went through something like that. Was that something you went through with your own grandmother? Mother? I read somewhere that kind of maybe planted that seed of caregiving. Yes. <laughs> 
Definitely. So we lived right next door to my grandparents growing up and my grandma had uh, dementia, very severe. It got severe very quickly. And I was, you know, gosh, 10, 11, 12, you know, when, when I first started just like kind of sitting with her during the day. So my grandpa could go fishing or just get out a little bit. And, you know, whenever you're a kid, you're very imaginative. And I think that your mind is just, it's a little easier to step outside of your own reality and step into someone else's. And so I learned from a very young age about memory care and what it means to connect with someone that you love who has dementia and who might think that, you know, they're, you know, somewhere completely different. You just kind of... You pack your hypothetical bag and you you go there with them. And that's, you know, that's really my favorite part or facet of this job is memory care, um, which we are running into more and more each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally. I've always said that I love children and I love to care for children, but there I have a soft spot too for the elderly, especially, you know, yeah, when you think, you know, they ha- they were young at some point. They had the same dreams that, you know, we all do as we go through the journey. And then when you get to the end of the journey and, you you know, you're kind of there, but you're also, your memory is not there, your body's not there, you're not there fully with all your capabilities. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, uh, it arises something new where you want to make it comfortable for them, make, make it easy. And my, my own one, one of my grandmothers, she lived to be three months short of 100. So, but she lived in a different country, so I would only see her once a year. And, and she, unfortunately, we had to um, get her in, in, you know, in a, in a, in a home care, uh, assisted care facility. But she was so happy those years that she had other people in the same stage of life being with her, that there was community created also there. And so I really admire the work you do. I think the, the elderly, they definitely, a segment that sometimes don't get the best out of human beings because it's it, it helps us, it makes us uncomfortable to have to deal, deal sorry, with the fact that, you know, we're going to get there if we're lucky and to live a long life. And uh, it's almost like a mirror of what's ahead of us, right? Would you, would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, you nailed it right on the head there. I think that that is why people are so uncomfortable. And... <laughs> It breaks my heart to think that people don't see, people sometimes only see like a shell of a person whenever they're looking at, you know, their elders, whenever they're not a shell of a person, my goodness, they're more human than they've ever been, you know, and I I feel like it's such a, a shame whenever I... You, you know, you don't always hear, you don't hear it in those terms, but you definitely see it in people's actions. And um, it's not something that I, I could ever, it's not something that I understand. It's just not. And the the thing about whenever you're, you're growing older and maybe, maybe you do get diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's, <laughs> your short-term memory goes. But some of those long-term memories that they hold are more clear to them than they've ever been. They might not remember what happened last month or three years ago, but 
they remember being on the farm when they were 16 years old and working really hard for their dad and all of the minuscule details. It's really incredible how the brain works. And, you know, whenever we, whenever we lose someone who's, you know, like your grandma, who was, you know, three months shy of 100, we lost a huge chunk of history during that time. So if we can just grab onto that just a little bit, you know, we could take so much with us, which is why I feel like our caregivers have such a great symbiotic relationship between with their clients, because while sure, we're providing we're providing care and companionship and all of these things. But at the same time, we're learning so much about about the world in a different time. We're learning about this person and their human experience. And I think we learn so much about ourselves in the process. Mm, that's that's beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's very important work for sure and uh, that you're doing. So, so Leighton, is there anything else like on, on the different things you were doing either at, at, at the Synergy Home Care you own or any other aspects in your life that excites you these days that you want to share with the audience? My goodness, I guess we are just all trying to to grow, not only as a business, but as humans and getting a better understanding of the things that our clients are going through. So really, I think education right now is just something that I'm really excited about. It's just uh, educating myself, our caregivers and our office staff more and more about what our clients are going through and how we can best accommodate their needs. Very, very nice. Well, I, I'm not surprised that that you are, you know, doubling in, in size and revenue because you, you really, your mission shows and shines through you. And, and, you know, I really admire the work you're doing. And, uh, you know, the, the, the last question I ask, you know, my interviews, besides, you know, taking care for others, which is a big, big uh, thing that can make you tick. What other thing is there in your life when you feel down and when you feel like you need to reconnect to, to, to your essence? What other thing makes you tick? Uh routine actually um i usually if i'm not feeling connected to myself it's because i've gotten off of my routine and you know that consists of meditation and exercise and you know doing my morning pages getting those just three pages of thoughts first thing in the morning getting it down on paper so i can move forward with my day without a bunch of thoughts trapped into my head and then you know ending the day with a different routine a walk dinner a nice bath a glass of wine it comes down to the very small things really makes that makes me tick. You know, that might not be enough for a lot of people, but uh, routine is definitely the thing that makes me tick. Well, I have to give it to you. That uh, is one of the most creative answers I've received in the, <laughs> after that question. But, uh, you know, because you call it routine, other people call it a practice or a self of a well-being practice. But I totally get what you're saying. And it's uh, you basically consistency to stay connected to, to, to your true essence. And, and that's why you... 
you know, come across as a very center individual, someone that's willing to put put yourself behind, you know, because you are taking care of yourself in, in, in that routine that you share, and then you're ready to take care of others. And for that, you know, I admire you and um, we'll have all the, all, all the information about the Synergy Home Care you, you own in Longmont, Colorado, to see if anybody out there has any needs. But, uh, you know, this has been a very inspirational conversation. And I really thank you for being part of Back to Basics. And again, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Well, everybody, I wish you the best. And until our next episode of Back to Basics, take care. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.